Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the Cougars are coming off the weekend home sweep with the second win coming in stunning fashion. The Cougs head coach is here to relive that fantastic finish. Plus, we're joined by associate head coach Heath Schroyer right here in Studio C, where BYU Basketball with Dave Rose starts now. <laughs> It's one of those wins that you kind of remember forever. You know, really, really good win, but uh, something that we can really learn from. Top of the arc to Childs, goes back to Teej, drives with 38 on the game clock, bank and score! T.J. Haas once again! Elijah for three in the top! That's good! He got Elijah This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, live from Studio C in Provo, Utah, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, hello, good evening once again, Cougar Nation, welcoming you back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our weekly hour-long look inside the Cougar basketball program. All of our shows broadcast live in front of a studio audience, and you can be a part of that audience by requesting your free seats at byucougars.com slash Show. We also invite you to be a part of our show by submitting questions for Coach Rose and our weekly guest with the Rose Show hashtag. Tonight's special guest is Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer. Well, Coach Rose's Cougars at 20 wins on the season, and the coach at the 325-win mark for his BYU career last weekend. Congratulations, Coach, on a week with two great wins. Thanks, Greg. It was uh, pretty exciting, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think, I think we all feel a lot better this week in the show. we got a full house here, and uh, it's amazing when you win a couple games, the difference between uh, – uh, how things feel. But thanks, everybody, for coming. This uh, be, should be a fun show. Everyone's in a good mood. And the week uh, began last week with uh, two, well, we had two home games. And the first one saw Santa Clara come into town. And you were looking for the home sweep of the Broncos. And as we look back, I thought you played one of your more complete games of the season. You know, we, I think our game over there earlier in the season might be the best game we played all year. And, and then trying to get you guys prepared for this, uh, you know, after that performance, I thought our guys responded really well and hit a nice three to start the game with, with TJ. Then they came down and busted two threes. Yeah, I think they had four or five threes in the first half. And they only score six a game. There's a nice back cut by Zach. We hit him. He gets a you know an and one play there. I thought Yoli really played well in this game as far as facilitating. They they came from all different directions to try to get him uh, stopped, and he, he had a lot of really good passes. There was a great pass from TJ to Pate. It looks so easy when it happens. We should do that more. You know? <laughs> Make that that quick pass and then drop that three-pointer in. But um, in the second half, they came out and um, you know made a couple quick threes. I think KJ Fagan had a nice shot here. Here's a miss, and uh, you can just tell it that they were in a real kind of competitive mode. But I, I really thought we shared the ball well. There's a nice three by uh, Elijah and. Uh, you know, it's it's you know single digit game here, and Dalt Dalt hits a big. I think that's the first three of the season for him, which it was. is, and he and he's a really good three point shooter. There's a nice feed to Yoli from Eli, and uh, and then here at, at the end, we just we really made some great plays. Great pass to Dalt. He'll run on the floor. We get that transition and be able to to finish off that game and and two really good games against Santa Clara. I mean, those two. Uh, that we played over uh, the course of the league schedule. So excited for the win, and the guy's looking forward to the next one here. 
Maybe the number that jumps out to me besides the nice shooting, of course, uh, is, is how many bench points you had in that game. Yeah. We, we, and, and, you know, it was interesting how that happened. You, you get them in there and they all played with so much confidence. And uh, that's I think that's the key for us. Next two weeks is really important to get three, maybe four guys that, you know, just really believe uh you know, in themselves and, 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 and can stay in the team concept and really come in and and not so much, you know, have to, you know, grab the game and take it over, but just be able to contribute and help. Be complimentary. The The Thursday night game was a late one. It was a 9 o'clock tip. You followed that up with the quick turnaround for a Saturday matinee. And we're going to take a look at USF and BYU now. Normally we'll take it kind of through the game and show first half, second half. We're going to do something different. We're going to go right to the, like the like a last minute of the game. You're down 7 Sule Booms got the ball in his hands here. He has a chance to make it 10 with a minute to go. He misses. You get the rebound, and now, Dave, the comeback is on. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a shot in the corner by McKay, and Zach does a great job of getting this rebound, getting it out, and then TJ gives us some life right here. I think we'd gone four or five straight possessions where we hadn't scored. We get a trap here on the ball like we designed, and Eli just takes it away. We get it to Shear, and Shear attacks the basket gets a foul, and what's amazing, we get that foul called after everything that had gone on the last four minutes at the rim with no call. But we get to the free throw line. Here they come and score quick, and now we got a chance to, with the ball, 12, 13 seconds left to make a play. And we get a great you know, screen right here by Yo, and he goes underneath the screen. TJ sees you know, um, Eli, and then... You know, it's funny because Mark Durant makes the call. It looks good. He must have had the same line that I had. Right, right on the same line. Yeah, we all saw it. It looked really good. Yeah. I would have been really disappointed right about here <laughs> if it didn't go in because I knew it, it looked really good from and where was, I was standing. And standing. it was center cut. So, it, yeah. again, I said, like, it felt like a win. We still have five more minutes to go. Yeah, and and we play, you know, they get they scored the first couple, a couple times, and we miss a couple shots, get it tied, and then the, Frankie hits the big three. And now you lose Eli here. Eli has that pass. He's, he's in a perfect position that just goes off his hands, and then he's out of position and has to, you know, kind of foul there. And there's a great move by TJ. That ties the game up for us, and then here's the last play. And, you know, uh, just, you know, you, you, you figure that it's a foul and probably quite a few of those that weren't called during the game. But we get it. He gets to the free throw line, and now, you know, you got – Four seconds that lasted about 50 seconds from right here. <laughs> McKay does a good job. I thought that that Shear did a really good job of denying Boom because I think that's where they wanted to go. And, you know, you, you kind of steal one there at the end. But an excited group of guys. And I think that was a, the, the, the point that I take out the most is that how, how excited our guys were to be in a tough spot to wonder, you know, if we if, if if we're capable of actually overcoming something like that and winning a game, not just making it close, but actually winning the game, and uh, hopefully it's one of those things that late in the year can really bring your team together and maybe be a you know a season changing moment for us. So you've coached almost 450 games here at BYU, but uh, you're probably going to be able to tick off on a couple of hands some of the most memorable games and. And this might be one of them, I think, for the way it finished up for you guys and, and just how, how you got it done at, at the very end. Well, you know, I, I think the, these guys are, have, have been really competitive guys. I mean, I, when you think of practice all year long with this team, there's, there's just a very few where I think they maybe went through the motions. These guys compete every day, and they, they get after it, and I think they really like each other. And, and the UMass win that we had, you know, which was kind of in this kind of a fashion where it looked like we were dead in the water down 10 – you know, and late in the game and figured out a way to win that thing. 
Uh, we went on a nine or ten game win streak after that. So I'm hoping for the Thanks same thing. The that's same all. Just, yeah. That's all. That's all you want. You yeah. want to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so it was a two win weekend, and it kind of kept some teams at bay as we take a look at how the WCC shaping up. And one of the interesting things about the standings right now is that St. Mary's, for the first time in a while here, Dave has some real company at the top, the very top. Yeah, this is uh, unbelievable. The game Gonzaga played against St. Mary's, I and mean, we all that. expected a competitive game, and and Gonzaga kind of got out and ran away with it. And you know, I was asked today by the print media what I hope for in the next couple of weeks. And I, I didn't really tell him the truth, if you would imagine. That, that you're you're going to tell us now, though. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right yeah, now. Yeah. What I hope for is that we win all our games and Gonzaga and St. Mary's lose all their games and we all tie for first. That's all it's going to take. You have two weeks to get it done. You well, know you can take care, take care of your part of this. That's what I hope equation. for. That's what, that, that is the real hope. Okay. That's what you're getting that no one else gets. Yep. All right? Win them all, have the rest of them lose them all. There it is. There We're taking go. our first break, folks, as we do. We want you to know you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet Dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen in a large grassy backyard all along the Provo River Trail at the Residence in Marriott in Provo. When we come back, the Cougars hit the road for back-to-back games this week. Coach Rose previews the week ahead as BYU Basketball with Dave Rose continues here from Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented in part by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. And down the stretch we come, the stretch run for BYU basketball. The Cougars uh, have back-to-back road games on tap, the first two coming up this week in Southern California. And uh, Coach Rose, the weekend swing starts for you in Malibu, where today at Pepperdine the school announces its parting ways with head coach Marty Wilson after seven seasons. Uh, he'll coach the team through the end of the season, but uh, the seven seasons are basically the entire time you've been in the WCC. You know him pretty well. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, it's stuff for Marty. One, one thing I do know, I, I don't know the situation there, but I do know I've watched his last five games, and these guys are playing really hard. They're playing well. He's got his team, hasn't lost his team at all. Uh, but, you know, victories are, you know, what this business is about, and he's only got one win in league, and so... They, they made the decision. I always wonder why it happens at this time of the year when there's so many, uh, you know, the guys, the players, the coaches, everybody's, you know, you've got a stretch run here. You never yeah. really know what can happen at the end of a year. But uh, I, I feel for him, and, and it'll have an effect on this game, no question about it. I don't know what it is. They asked me today, the media asked me today what – I don't know what the what the effect is, but uh, it'll be it'll be different. It'll feel different, and uh, I feel for Marty because he, he's a hard worker, a great coach, and um, has had a lot of injuries in the last couple yep. years, and hadn't had his full team out there. But uh, we know this business, and I guess it's seven years now. I've been in the league, and and that's the seventh guy that uh, you know has been replaced. Yep. So it's a competitive business, that's for sure. You mentioned how hard his guys are playing, and you know that when you get to Malibu at Firestone Fieldhouse, they've given you great games. Over yeah, the years. and you know it's a it's a team that has always been a tough matchup for us because of their size and their athleticism, and they drive us hard. and, and hopefully, we're better prepared this year defensively for them. Um, you know, we we've had some really high scoring games in there, some low scoring games. One thing that seems to be really consistent is we get in foul trouble and that that's slow feet slow minds whatever that is hopefully we're ready for you know a, a, a real battle and uh and you know I, last year we had a couple two or three guys foul out of the game eric and, and yo both fouled out in short minutes 
So uh, hopefully we can keep our guys on the floor. We can compete and, and play well. And I, I think it's really important for us to, to get on a little roll here, get some momentum going into postseason. So it's Pep on Thursday, then from Malibu down the road for Saturday's matinee at San Diego. And you've actually alternated wins and losses over, uh, over your years there at Jenny Craig Pavilion. Yeah, first time that we've played this, uh, you know, this matchup. I mean, as far as on the road where we go to San Diego and after the uh, Pepperdine game. Happened two weeks ago with, with the LMU, and then we ended up in, Port, in, in Gonzaga, which was different for us. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really good at talking about the the next the one. game on Saturday. Yeah. I do I do remember playing San Diego at our place. It happened, and it was yeah. a dogfight, right? You know, we you know the the score wasn't indicative of how difficult that game was, and. Uh, We'll face that hurdle when it's time to jump over it. So, uh, and they're good. This is a this is a good San Diego team that uh, defensively, uh, they, that's where they hang their hat. And and hopefully we can go down there and, and score some points and and guard them pretty good. Right. That is our two game week. While well, our guest tonight is the newest member of your coaching staff, but certainly not new to you or to BYU. He Schroyer returns to Provo this year. I know you're happy to have him back with you and uh, working with BYU's players once again. Yeah, I'm really happy to have him on the show because he hates all this kind of stuff. <laughs> We're going to make it easy. And it's going to be really fun to sit right here and watch him kind of, you know, squirm around here. But uh, I, I love, I, I just love the energy that Heath brings. And when he walks in here, he'll bring some energy. And if he gets you all in a defensive stance, get, right, the, yeah, get, get up, down, get, get down, right. get your back straight, you know. <laughs> Because he's a pretty intense guy. I'm, I'm, it'll be fun to have him here. He'll do great. Looking forward to the next two segments with Heath. We'll have take, uh, take a break. And as we do, we'll tell you that Utah Community Credit Union helps people make smart decisions every day. At UCCU, you can get a low fixed rate on a home equity line of credit and lock in that low rate for 10 years with absolutely no closing fees. To learn more, visit UCCU.com. After the break, it is BYU Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer as our guest. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried & Jensen. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, we are down to our third to last show of the season. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Tuesday nights here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Use the hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for the coach or our guest, Heath Schroyer. Speaking of whom, let's bring him on out. The new associate head coach of the Cougars, a former head coach at three other Division I programs, native of Maryland, and a career coach with lots left to accomplish in this game. He is Heath Schroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Coach said you love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. I, it's nothing else I'd rather do. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is awesome though. Uh, I, I was so happy when it, when I found that you were coming back to BYU because I immediately flashed back to 20 years ago and how quick the time seemed to have gone between 20 years ago and, and now. Yeah. How vivid are the memories for you of your first stint here at BYU back in 1997-98, 20 seasons ago? Uh, it's, I mean, it feels like yesterday. I can't believe how much time has passed, and we both have a lot more gray hair now than we did then. <laughs> um, but uh, it's been great to be back, and there's so many fond memories of the players and the people that, uh, that I worked with. And, um, and, you know, it's just it's always been a special place to me. Dave, it was Coach Cleve who brought you and Heath in back in the day when Heath had this hairstyle going for him. <laughs> wow, that is a long time. <laughs> <That was good. laughs> 
Did you know much of Heath at the time? Like, or was it literally first you knew no, him? No, the you first, first time I met him was uh, in the office, and it seemed like uh, somewhere early we got in the car and drove over to yeah. see you. That's right, And together. that's where we first had our conversations together. But uh, we had we, we had an interesting couple years trying to get this thing turned around. And, uh, you know, Coach Cleve had us <laughs> in that office late at night, early in the morning, and... Uh, Man, we we had we had some big games. We were just talking today about, and that, that was a uh, uh, Bart Jepson right there yep. that yep. that uh, made a big shot. And we we're talking about the Pepperdine job when Lorenzo yep. Romar was at Pepperdine. Bart hit a huge jumper on the baseline to win that game for us. It was a Cougar Classic game. Helped us win the tournament. Helped yeah, us win that's the right. Tournament. That's right. And uh, so, a lot of games. You 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 said you know today that. I've coached close to 450 games. My goodness. That's, here, just here at BYU. Not even your JUCO days, but yeah. Now, speaking of JUCO and such, now, you were a player. Um, you started off your, your basketball playing career. Well, you were a high school player back east, obviously, yes. in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Then you come west to go mm-hmm. JUCO, right? Correct. Then back east to finish off to your finish. college career, mm-hmm. right? So yes. you were kind of uh, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I was going to go to, um, you know, when I left Virginia Military Institute, I was going to go to University of Pacific, actually. And they recruited me, and then for whatever reason, didn't work out. They placed me in a junior college, and then they signed a high school kid and all that. But it's, um, but it's been great. You know, I've, had, I've been very blessed to be around really good coaches and really good people, and the, the ball's taken me a lot of places. And uh, you know, it's, I, I, I'm just a very, very blessed human being. There are some in the basketball world who know – uh, what it means to say DeMatha Catholic High School. Mm-hmm. But for those who don't, that was your school. And uh, tell us the, maybe the, 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 the brief version of, of that institution, why it is famous, and, uh, and, and your role in that whole thing. I don't know how much of a role I had, but um, it is, without question, I, in my opinion, the best basketball high school program that, that ever was. Uh, Coach Morgan Wooten's in the Hall of Fame, and you know we still talk probably once a month. Um, you know Any big decision that I've ever made in my career, I still talk to him about and run everything by him. He's still sharp as a tack. Um, so many great players that's been through there, championships, um, national titles. I mean, you know, I was... You know, I started my senior year, um, had a great, had a great, you know, high school career. Um, I just, I loved my time there. It was probably one of the best decisions I ever made was, was to go there. And the interesting thing, Greg, is when I was 15, um, I was at coach's basketball camp. And, you know, I just randomly asked the coach that I had at the time, I said, how does DeMatha get their players? You know, do they just pick them and you know I'm just curious and he said were you interested and I said well, I don't you know I, I mean I can't play at the math you know and so anyway the next game coach Wooten's at my game and he pulls me aside and said hey you know I think you have you have some interest in coming to the and so I remember I called my dad that night you know in the payphone back then they didn't have cell phones and all that <laughs> And so I was talking so fast, my dad thought that I got kicked out of the camp because <laughs> I kept saying, Dad, you got to come. You know, Coach Wooden, he's like, you got kicked out, you know, and he's ripping my butt. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, this so, is good news. This is good news. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I was 15. And now you were living in suburban Maryland, right? Uh, well, I was in rural. Frederick, Maryland, very rural. rural. You know, and, and, my dad's and a farmer. The math is like in the city almost, it was, right? It was an hour and a half one way. Yeah. And... So it's trying to, you know, figure out how to make it work. And so I, I commuted the first year. My mom got up at five in the morning and drove me. Um, I met an assistant coach there and 
he took me the rest of the way and then I came back and my, I mean, it was a, a really long year. And then the last two years when I was on varsity coach was like, Hey, you need to get down, stay down here. So I ended up, you know, living with one of the assistant coaches and, um, and, you know, so from that time, you know, 15 years old, basketball has really been a huge priority in my life. And, um, but it was, it was probably the best decision I ever made. Coach, I'm not sure how any of your guys, players, know the DeMatha story or Heath story because it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's comparable. There's, there's places today that are, are trying to emulate what, you know, Coach Wooten did back then. But uh, it's uh, with all the prep schools and, you know, but, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, when, when I was with Heath uh, before with Coach Cleveland, we went back to DeMatha and I got a chance to be one of the guys right in there because when he walks on campus, he's – if you're if you're one of the Damatha guys, you know they, they treat you way different. All the other guys stand over there, and <laughs> you get your chairs to sit over here. You're a made man, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. And and when he says that he he calls you know Coach Wooten for every major decision. You think about the last 20 years, that's a lot of decisions. <laughs> He's been a lot of places. He's yeah. done a lot of things, and uh, we've had a lot of conversations yeah. too, yeah. Know, as far as those things are concerned. But uh, I, I think that. Uh, you know, it's 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 amazing how a start can lead you in a direction that yeah. kind of changes your whole life. Yeah. For those who just know you as a BYU guy now, mm-hmm. tell us where you've been between the first BYU stint and the second. Well, when I left here, um, I went to Wyoming as an assistant, um, and we you know won the Mountain West then and went to NCAA tournament, actually beat Gonzaga in the Gonzaga, first round, yeah. um, and from there, um, after that year, I got a call from the athletic director of Portland State. And he was a Wyoming alum. And so I went to Portland State, and we won a championship there our head third coach year. Head coach now, first, yes, first time head correct, coach. Correct, correct. And I look back now, and I'm just like, golly, I had no idea what I was doing, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, we figured it out, and, um, you know, I we won a championship my third year. And then, you know, Coach Cleveland left and went to Fresno. And, you know, so... It was really, really hard, but I decided to leave and go with Coach Cleveland, and obviously Coach gave me a huge break when I was here, um, and he's a guy I've always, you know, had the greatest respect for. So I went there, and then, um, you know, I was going to stay there for a while with Coach and, and kind of ride that out. Um, and then, you know, Wyoming called me a couple years later, and, you know, and it, it, you know, it's hard to turn down a Mountain West job. And so I went there. Um, it didn't work out. Head coach again. Head coach again. Um, the second year, you know, we, we made a run, got to the semis of the tournament, got to a postseason. But then, you know, there's a lot of things that happened. I didn't, you know, I take a lot of responsibility for it. It just didn't work out. Um, I left there and went with Coach Rice um, to UNLV and went there for three years. And we had a great run together there. And, um, and then I took the head job at Tennessee Martin. And, you know, I, that was a yeah, that was a great experience. I, I really enjoyed my time there. And you got really close to the NCAA tournament. Really it's close. funny, you know, um, Coach and I have talked about it before, but, you know, you win the league at Portland State and you lose in the final, you know, and then you get to the, the you win the league at UT Martin, you get to the finals and you lose. And you just think about, you know, how much your life changes over one game. Or one half and or one point or one point, <laughs> and it's just it's you know does it make you a better coach or not? I Me, mean, you know, but that's how the business is. Um, and you know, my my son obviously has you know some learning differences, and um, and so you know the Martin was a hard place for him, and so after that year, and you know, Coach Godfrey at NC State offered me a job, um, and I went there as a 
you know, assistant head coach there. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, February comes and, you know, he walks in and says, I just got fired. We're like, what in the world's going on? (laughs) Um, So then, you know, at that point, I just said, you know, I took a step back and, you know, coach and I talked a few times and, and I just, I just wanted to be with someone that I knew and it's probably more important, someone who knew me and, if I was going to be an assistant again, that was going to be the situation. And, you know, this is just, this worked out great. It felt great from the, probably the first, second conversation we had in my mind, it just felt right. Um, and I'm just really happy that it worked out. You mentioned your son and this past weekend was uh, our autism awareness weekend in college basketball, the blue puzzle pieces for autism speaks. And that has a special meaning to you because uh, you have a son with autism. Correct. And this was the weekend to kind of get the, and there you see the pin on coach Rose's lapel. Uh, and it's a blue puzzle piece that represents autism awareness and it has a special significance for you and your family. Yeah. Hayden's my guy, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's been with me from the, after my first year at UNLV. Um, and, you know, he's been with me ever, everywhere, you know, I've gone and, um, he's someone that, uh, you know, obviously he's my son, but someone that I, you know, I wake up and, and live for every day. You know, I, I want to make sure he's okay and taken care of. And, uh, he loves coming to the games. You know, he's made his first basketball team here. He plays a little bit. He yep. plays a little bit. Yep. My wife is all over social media. I don't Facebook or any of that stuff. So, <laughs> um, but you know, and he's a competitive swimmer, so he's um, he's definitely athletic, and he's really competitive, and, you know, uh, I'm just really proud of him. Well, all season long, we've been uh, getting an up-close and personal look at the Cougars through the eyes of their teammates and coaches. Now it's time to get some thoughts on one of the coaches, this guy from the players. Here are the BYU Hoopsters now on Heath. Uh-oh. <laughs> Coach Troyer is a smart guy. I can go on and on, honestly. He is a great guy to hang out with. He's always happy. He loves basketball so much. He holds everyone accountable. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. He's never going to let you be an average player. He always wants to be in the gym. He always wants to get people better. You hear, uh, bottom eye, bottom eye, all the time. Just, you, you got to get the ball reversed. Got to get it, got to get it reversed. Good tips, good tips. Just get into your concepts. Let's just let's just get into our concepts. Move the ball. Swing the ball. Just a million things. You guys probably hear it from the top row of the games. I think it's kind of it's almost comforting to hear it because it kind of puts you in the right mindset. That's that's his life. I don't really know what else you'd be doing. I think if he could just do one thing for the rest of the life, it'd probably be just play basketball or coach basketball, something in that realm. Well, those are your guys. Yeah, they. Uh... They've got a pretty good read on you, a pretty good feel for you, I think. And, you, and, you've, yeah. and you've gotten to know these guys really well in a pretty short period of time, too. Sure. I, I, love, I love these guys. I mean, Coach and I talk about it all the time. We have great kids. Um, you know, it's, it's, I love coming to work. And, I, I've, you know, you know me, Greg, obviously, Coach. So, I mean, I love what I do. Um, there isn't a day I wake up that I feel like I go to work. I'm very fortunate. Um, this game has provided a lot for me and my family. Uh, I I'll, honestly, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world, and especially to be able to work with you know the kids that we have, and um, and we're getting better, and just seeing the progress of of each of them individually and collectively, you know, you it's funny I this because again I have no life, but um, <laughs> you know I went back and watched a couple first practices of this year, you know the first like the first two or three practices just you know went through quickly, and to see where we were then to see where we are now, just of the understanding and our pace of play. And it's just, um, it's really gratifying. 
Coach Rose, quickly before the break, uh, Coach Schroyer's biggest impact on, on the program in the time he's been back. Well, I, I think that, you know, there are two things that we talked about when we talked about getting together again and doing this. And one was we need to become a better half-court offensive team and we need to become a better defensive team, especially on the three-point line. And you look at both of those numbers, and we have vastly improved. And I think our guys have bought in. You know, they bought in, and they, they believe in the way we're going to win games. And uh, uh, like I said before, that the, the game the other night with being able to come from a really difficult situation and be able to pull through that, hopefully that, you know, really brings this group together as far as how they believe and trust and, and, and believe in the whole group. That's a hope. All right, uh, break time, folks. And Cougar fans, remember, basketball season is blanket season. That means Minky Couture. Learn more at softminkyblankets.com. We've got more with Coach Schroyer straight ahead. Questions for the coach from Cougar Nation after this. You're on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. Checking in on our Cougars in the pros, Kyle Collinsworth signing a three-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, he and the Mavs uh, taking on the Sacramento Kings tonight. Some of you saw that video of Kyle blocking James Harden on the baseline. That was kind of gratifying for more reasons than one. Uh, Jimmer scored 49 points in another game. Just another day for Jimmer. Don't take it for granted, but man, those are crazy numbers uh, over in China. Uh, Charles Abua puts up some big numbers in France. Tyler Haas still playing up in uh, Canada for the St. John's Edge there. By the way, 10 points in Canada, I think, means 14 points up there with the exchange. Uh, and LJ Rose, former Cougar, playing with the uh, Utah Jazz G League affiliate, the Salt Lake City Stars. All right, back with Coach Keith Troyer here on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Time to get uh, Cougar Nation involved. We've got uh, Twitter questions. Let's go to the social media. The first question comes, I think we know this guy, at T. Lacombe. Do we think we know this guy? Uh, hey, Coach Schroyer, who's your favorite rock band? Oh, wow. Um, I would probably, I'm a huge guy. I grew up with a Guns N' Roses fan, and I'd probably Nickelback. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Coach Lacombe knows his music, so this is yes. right in his wheelhouse. Okay, quite, uh, Twitter question number two. Nickelback, by the way, Canadian. Uh, at Texan <laughs> Parker asks, what are the differences between East Coast and West Coast basketball the way you see it, and do you account for those differences when you recruit? It's a great question. Um, I think the game is... Uh, it's become more universal, but I think that the East Coast game is still probably a little more rugged, um, a little more off the bounce. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things off the dribble. Um, I think when you think more of the West Coast, you think of guys that are really skilled and can really shoot it. Um, but I, I don't know. Coach can probably contest to this too. I think that you know the game is so universal today, all across the country and the world that um, you know. It's it's really hard, I think, to say East Coast, West Coast, or I mean, I I don't see as big a difference as I did ten years ago. You see the same thing. A or? lot of it is because the AAU teams are are crisscrossing right. the country. They're right. playing New York teams are playing in California. You look at the the shoe companies and and the the AAU programs that they have. They're you know you get nine weeks and yeah. you know, forty teams go to one place from all over the country. So it, the, I, I think that's had a big influence on the game. Okay, from uh, fan questions to and coach questions from Tim. Thanks, Tim. Uh, to now ten questions. We're bringing out the skinny Uh-oh. mic. Scott's got the skinny mic. It's time for the game show. Yes, it's uh, time for ten questions, and we uh, and you know even the coaches have to do it. Um, let's take a look at the leaderboard and see where things stack up. We got a log jam at nine for ten. No perfect scores yet. 
And uh, McKay, I think last week, he was the last one to put up a nine. So no one's been 10 for 10. Will this be the night? Can Heath do it? Here well, we go. Okay. I- I'm good. I am, the, without question, the dumbest guy of all of them <laughs> up here. So this ought to be good. <laughs> question one. This graduate of DeMatha Catholic High School was a first-round draft pick of the NBA's Buffalo Braves, but had his jersey retired by the Utah Jazz. Uh, Adrian Danley. Yes, there okay. you go. All right. Question two. This candy bar is produced by the Hershey Company and consists of English toffee covered by milk chocolate. Oh, that's the Heath bar. <laughs> it is the Heath bar, yes. Oh, yeah. Question three. In your first season as a BYU assistant coach, in back in 1997-98, who led the team in total points scored? Before you answer, Ron Salise led the team in points per game, but he was a December joinee, right? So who led the team in total points scored? It wasn't Ron. He led in points per game. This guy led in total points scored because he played more games. I'm going to give you one. He gets one. Does he get one clue? Sure. Yeah, give me a clue. Freshman. McKelly Wesley. There you go. Okay. There you go. I was going to pick that, actually. Yeah, I was going to pick. It was either going to be him or Justin Whitehour. Okay, McKelly it was. Uh, Question four. After a five-season absence from the NCAA tournament, BYU returned to the big dance with you in 2001, where it faced which team and in which city? Cincinnati in San Diego. There you go. There you go. Got it. All right, question five on our oh, ten questions. Yeah. <laughs> What's he, four for four? Case perfect. All right, question five. You played your last two seasons of college ball at Armstrong State. Correct. A Division II program that has recently been consolidated with which Division I university? Really disappointed about that, by the way, but Georgia Southern. That is true. Yeah. Five for five. From this, this is the one. From the NC, I hope you get this. This from the NCAA basketball rule book. Oh, this no, 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 no. This is the distance from the center of the basket to the three-point line. How long is the three-point line out in college ball? It was nineteen nine. That's right. It was um, twenty-six. Oh. Twenty feet nine inches. They moved it out exactly one. One foot. foot. 20 okay. Golly. All right. <laughs> I don't even want to go on. All right. Uh, question seven. Besides yourself, who were the other members of the BYU coaching staff in your first season, 20 seasons ago? Uh, easy. Coach Rose, Coach Cleave, uh, Nate Call, and uh, Brian Santiago. There you go. That was the group. And you. There you are. Right right. All right. Multiple choice. We don't do multiple choice often on the program. Question eight. Multiple choice. You and Dave Rose have met as opposing head coaches how many times? One, three, five, or seven? Wow, let's see. It was uh, maybe seven? No, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, it was seven. Seven, yeah. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Question nine. Why do you stop wearing a tie as part of your sideline coaching attire? You know, I I stopped, uh, I don't know, when I was at UNLV. You know, you get to the point after you've been in the business for so long, you're like, I am what I am. Like, if it works, it's good. But I hated those things. (laughs) So you loosened up, and you stayed loose ever since. Yeah, I just, All right. yeah. Okay, and by the way, it was correct. Uh, question 10, your last question. Which of these two could you least afford to lose, your notepad or your voice? <laughs> that is a tough one. Probably my voice, but it's a notepad is a very close second. <laughs> okay, good job. Ring them up. All right, that's a 9 for 10, I think, from Heath Sawyer. Let's see the standings. I guess we got Do we have room for Heath? Yeah, he's top, top of the board. So another 9 for 10. You missed it by three inches on the three-point line question. Oh, gosh. All right, I'm going to head for Heath Troyer, folks. We'll come back uh, more with BYU Basketball with Dave Rose.
Q&A for the coach is coming up next. <laughs> Picks it up in backcourt, now down to 10. TJ, front court, left wing. Elijah for three in the time! That's good! He got it! Elijah for that! <laughs> That was our exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars, Nissan Innovation That Excites. We are back on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. And, you know, we say just like you drew it up, but it was kind of like just you drew it up, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, the, the guys executed that really well. And, and you know, it looks so easy. Why don't they all go in? <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we get, we get, we, we, you get so many shots like that in the game. And you saw the one with the little pass over to, to Peyton. He knocks that thing down, and let's just make them all. If we make, make all the shots, it'll make your life so much easier. It'd be a great, be a great February. We'll just make them all. <laughs> let's go to live audience and Twitter questions for Coach Rose. Now let's start uh, right here in studio. We've got Bart Dangerfield at our mic. Bart, you're on with Coach. Hey, Coach. Uh, throughout the season, there have been a lot of adjustments that you make per team that you're playing. What adjustments do you see going into the tournament? Is that going to be adapted for? each team that you're playing, or do you have a specific plan you want to make adjustments? Well, I think, I think after two games, when you've played uh, you know, a team twice and you go into the tournament, that there are things you need to do a little bit differently because you, you have a pretty good idea of the team you're playing and how they guarded you the first two times. And the same with, with uh, you know, defensive th- th- things that they do. And you kind of hope for certain teams because of the matchup that is maybe a little bit better for you. But you never get to play those guys. I mean, you always <laughs> match up with the guys that usually seem to be the most difficult. But uh, I, I do believe that this group is is uh, is is dialed in pretty well about with our ability to to, to handle adjustments. And um, it'll be interesting to see who we who you know who we actually match up with in the uh, the first round. But uh, a lot of a lot of ball to play. And and that first game in the tournament. We say it all the time. It's, it's the hardest one to win. I mean, obviously the next one's hard and the next one's really hard. But that first one, you know, you've got to get in there and everybody's got new life. And the teams that have kind of been out of it for quite a while have got a whole, you know, new energy brought to them. So uh, that first game is really important. Bart, thanks for your question. Appreciate that. Uh, back to Twitter for this one. Uh, this question coming in uh, asks, uh, what is your favorite thing about being the head coach of BYU? The favorite thing about being uh, the head coach, um, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a hard question. There's so many good things about being the coach here, and I think that uh, uh, it's, it's hard to believe that I've been here as long, as long as I have as far as it's just gone fast. It's gone really quick, and um, over the years, I think my relationship with uh, the former players, the current players, sometimes it gets a little, you know, it's pretty intense, but... You know, once we move on, and and the, the, I, I think that uh, you know the the reunion that we had, you know, pa- back in September to be able to see these guys and what they're doing and how they're doing and all the texts that we get after big wins, that that's probably my favorite part is just the relationship I've had with my coaches and the players, and uh, that'll last forever. You know, that, that those those things aren't going away. So. Uh, that's what I'll hang my hat on, I think. It's also great for you to have been part of a team for as long as you've been a part of a team in your yeah. life as a player or a coach, right? I, that, I mean, that's one of the favorite things about the job. I mean, I, I, I coached it in high school and I coached at junior college and here. And, and uh, you know, I just had just a couple of days ago, every Wednesday something funny happens around here when people put their kids in the MTC. But <laughs> I had one of my... Uh, my uh, junior college players, you know, put his third boy in the MTC, and he stopped by with his family, and hadn't seen, you know, seen him for quite a while. But 
those are the things that, uh, you know, being a part of that team and what we end up talking about is all the good things in the two years that we were together at Dixie College. So, well, it's Dixie State University now. But but that's uh, uh, that's a, a real blessing as far as being a coach is concerned. All right, fans, that's your part of the show. More of your Q and question at Coach Rose's A. Q&A coming up after the break. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. Back on our final Q&A segment with Coach Dave Rose, BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. How fun was the uh, the locker room celebration post-USF on yeah, Saturday? Yeah, it was good. I, 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 I talked a little bit about uh, it. was interesting because that whole week, we Cheryl and I had actually had our uh, our eighth grandchild. He's two, Corbin, just turned two. He was with us while the parents and older kids went to Disneyland. So it was quite a week with the two-year-old in your house <laughs> when you're used to zero in your house. you know. And uh, we went through interesting three or four days. But what was going on in that locker room was similar to what I saw all week. With what was Corbin. going on in your house? Yeah. Yeah, these Same guys, level of energy? Yeah, these yeah. guys were, uh, they were happy and uh, they were excited. And, and, and that's a good, I mean, it's a great thing. I mean, February is a... Is a tough month, no matter where you sit, you know, in, in uh, you know conference standings, because you're, you know, you you know what's coming, you know how important that is, and the grind of every game is so important, and uh, and it's good to see your guys, and and I, and I think that energy is carried over to our first couple of days of practice. We've, we've had good good couple of days of practice, and um, just looking forward to a great finish here. All right, Cougar fans taking over this uh, this part of the show. It's uh, more Twitter questions for the coach at. Uh, Butler at Jay Butler, Y fan, asks, what amount of emphasis does the staff give to recruiting overseas players, particularly those with a lot of height, especially with either church or former players' ties or influence? Well, you know, I, I get that question all the time because it's uh, there's so many players in this league that are, you know, uh, foreign players. And, you know, it, it, it's it's a real commitment to uh, to, to recruit, you know, that type of player. And there's a, a lot of um, um, you know, behind-the-scene things that you have to do with their representatives and, and where they're playing and their amateurism and what's real and your compliance people. And, and everybody has a different interpretation about those things. And, and for us, you know, with, with the missionary commitment that we have, and we usually sign a few freshmen, send them on mission. I mean, a few seniors and send them on missions and, uh, you know, we had a, we had a really good kid this year that we thought we were going to get, and, and then some of his scores didn't work out. So we're involved with, with it, but it's uh, it's it's you know the the core of this um, you know of our teams have, have always been LDS kids, return missionaries, and then we try to fit other guys in, and and sometimes that scares them because they they know we've got guys here that have played, but. Uh, a lot of times those kids aren't really making the final decision. They've got people that help them. And mm. so it's a, it's a pretty complicated thing. And, uh, and I think our commitment to these LDS kids and, and you know, what they have brought to us is, you know, kind of you know, the, the, the major focus of our program. Another question from Twitter from at Elliot Sharfs. What is your favorite thing to do besides basketball? My favorite thing to do besides basketball this show. I love this show. <laughs> Hope you like it a little bit. That. If you don't love it, but uh, I love yeah. If you were to, like, well, in fact, I wish we could just do this all year long through the summer, and, and, and we could talk about other guys' teams. You know, how about other sports? Other sports. Yeah, yeah, and 
That, that would be fun. Are you into any shows, by the way, on the DVR? What's that? DVR. Do you have anything on the DVR, TV shows, thing, thing, things that you watch? I watch everything that my wife records. <laughs> I, so I, so I what are you guys watching these days, Cheryl? I watch a lot of... Uh, you know, she, likes, she loves that show. This is us. But, but I, what we watch is HDTV. I mean, I know, I know the Property Brothers and the, I mean, all, all, those, all those guys. You're flipping and flopping we, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we decorate. Okay. We got the, the, the boys down in Waco, our, our, uh, Chip and Joanna. I mean, we, I, I know all that stuff. We got that crazy dude in Vegas that flips houses. That guy's awesome. So I, I got, got some shows. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah some all right. Watch TV. All right. Closing comments from Coach Rose coming up next here on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. Yeah. All right, so welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Here's the broadcast schedule for the week. It's a BYU TV, BYU Radio doubleheader on the road. This week will be at Pepperdine. Thursday night for a 10 o'clock Eastern tip, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, with a 7 o'clock Mountain Time pregame on BYU Radio, then the game on both radio and TV. Same deal on Saturday, but in the afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Mountain, 1 o'clock Radio pregame, Mountain Time Zone for BYU and USD. And there you go. Back on our final segment of the show, BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Cougs get ready to hit the road to SoCal tomorrow. And I know, Coach, one of the most gratifying things of, of probably your tenure here at BYU is, is how well your teams tend to play at this time of the year. Safe to say the most exciting time of the year for a coach or players yeah I, I hope our guys are um you know the excited for the finish it's uh like i said february basketball is the funnest it's it's uh you're getting ready for you know a really important time but uh you, you you've got so many th- things in your mind that uh your teams believe in and hopefully they just come together and and uh you know, you can put your best basketball together in, you know, the next couple of weeks. You'll practice here tomorrow, then hit the road, is that right? Yeah, yeah, and, and the one thing I like about this uh, this trip is the 1 o'clock game on Saturday because that gets us home on Saturday night and uh, allows us to have a real Sunday. Sometimes, uh, you know, you get those eight nine o'clock games and whew, it's those are late nights. So You get home middle of the night and that's no fun. The 1 o'clock's yeah. good. All right, well, here's to going two for two this weekend. Good luck on the trip. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Love to see you here in Studio C. For next week's show, to request seats, go to byucougars.com slash show. Do that next Monday or Tuesday for our Tuesday show to get a spot in the audience. We'll talk to you next week. For Heath Troyer and Coach Dave Rose, I'm Greg Rubel, and this has been BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, live from Studio C. Go Cougars! Let's get two this week. We'll see you next week. Whoa. (laughs) 